0: My guest today is an ex-advertising professional who quit her successful career to pursue her passion for food and became one of the most innovative culinary chefs in India. She has trained and worked under Michelin star chefs around the world. Her profound knowledge of cooking along with her wit and mad desire to push the boundaries has led to her entrepreneurial journey which is very unique कहते हैं सब लोग प्यार में पागल है प्यार में इतना पागल कर दिया प्यार I'm really really excited and happy to have. Sarita Pereira on my show today. And what is most unique about this is that this is actually the first power couple on the show we've had in our last season, uh, Abhijit Pradhan. And now we have the boss, uh, Sarita on the show. So Sarita, welcome to the show. Really excited to have you here.
1: Thanks, Vishal. And Abhijit, if you're hearing this, he's just referred to me as the boss. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we all know, or maybe Abhijit is now the boss. (laughs) No, so anyway, I like this, what you just also said, Pyaar Mein Pagal, you know, which is exactly, you know, what was behind the name. Or at least, you know, I think it came from the thought that there are a whole lot of people like me who could be fools, who would just pursue their passion and go to any length, just trying to follow their heart.
0: But I think what is most exciting about your journey is that how unusual it is, you know, from advertising to learning uh, physiotherapy to massage to pranic healing to hypnotherapy and now to hypnotizing people to eat your food. (laughs) That's been quite a quite a journey. And I can tell you, I have been to Love Fools now a few times and it is an outstanding experience and people who are listening to the show. Sorry, you cannot go to that restaurant and I'll tell you the reason why. The reason is it's by invitation and by appointment only. So please tell us about this unique concept.
1: So uh, I had just come back from Spain and uh, like in my head, I don't think Bombay was an option at that time because uh, I couldn't like even imagine affording anything, you know, which was within my rent or budget in Bombay. Uh, I ran away to Goa literally the next weekend, trying to find my dad's property, which I never took interest in all my life and seeing if I could do anything there. And, you know, literally, I think the weekend after which I came back to Bombay, I found the space. It literally landed in my lap. And it was like, you know, Bombay just didn't give me an option. I, that's what I felt. And uh, so I had the space. I started with one dinner literally one dinner and it started with a friend who got together some 12 people who I didn't know because they were her friends and it started like that you know from there the word of mouth kept building I didn't have a brand name at that time I didn't have a website I didn't have Uh, Insta or a Facebook page, I was just doing dinners after dinners and after six months, Abhijit just woke up and he said, hello, you need to kind of, you know, now really think of a brand name, build a brand, you know, the marketing side of him, he was and he was really pushing me a lot to do that. So, so So the concept is very
0: unique. The restaurant has no menu. There is no. I mean, you can't just walk into the restaurant. So, yeah. ca-
1: can you kind of run me through this concept? So, so when I started, I was doing like twenty, twenty-six courses because that's what I was doing. Twenty-six in, courses, yeah, because that's what I was doing in Spain and in Catalonia and in that part of the world. It's very normal, you know, thirty, thirty-six courses because. Also, dinner is not rushed in that part of the world. People yeah. don't mind. Four hours. I know minimum four hours. In yeah, Spain. people. It's it's very usual on a everyday basis to spend four hours. When I tried doing that in Bombay, I figured that people don't have time. They're always looking at their watch and they want to rush. And they don't have in their head, 36 is just, you know, you be in, we're not used to it at all. Like even though the you plates
0: know? are small, it's like one bite or two bites, yeah, right? Yeah, Typically, yeah. in- We're not
1: used to giving that much importance to food where we would spend six hours doing that. So I think I managed to like over the six months when I was doing a lot of experimentation, I figured that with a lot of back and forth that eight is just the right number, though it was pushing it a little bit, you know, but it's still the right number where you're getting people to switch off. You know, first you're getting people to switch off, then you're getting them to pay attention to the food, then you're getting them to kind of get engaged with it. And then at some point, it just becomes all about conversations, they're forgetting their phones, they're forgetting their mobile, you know, and. Then the focus comes back to just enjoying and having a good time. So I think eight was a number which just did that. And like seven or six would have been nice, you know, for them. But for me, it was just pushing them a little more.
0: So, but, but like, like I said, right, there is no menu in the restaurant. Yes. So how did you explain people the concept? Did they get this? I mean, what kind of a restaurant are they going to where there is... In the served. beginning
1: it was of course uh you know uh, so because it was through word of mouth People who came had Tho heard about it the, <laughs> and then heard about it from their friends when they called me and when they wanted to come, they were a little open to it. And I think they were open to the idea of adventure somewhere. And I think a lot of people also felt relieved that they didn't have to choose from the menu. And I think it built like it took its time where I think it, now it has reached a point where most of the people know that there is no menu, it's a surprise, you know. Whereas some people insist that they want to know the menu, but I think finally they just come around it. So I had this incident, you know, where Sachin Tendulkar wanted to book the place and for his wife's birthday. And he said, I want to know the menu. And I said, listen, Sachin, I don't share the menu. So he said, can you at least have a Thai course for me? I said, sure, I can do that. So I think it's just been, I think everyone has finally just come around and accepted it. Well, that was just your modesty of saying that celebrities are now coming to your a restaurant. I think again that has just been through word of mouth, uh, and it's just been building like that. Like I've really not done anything consciously to market the place, besides just kind of ensuring that ensuring that every table is done the best way that I so, can do it. So, how does a person come and book? So uh, right now there are two, three ways people book on the website directly or they call me and they try and get a spot you know or some friends have recommended and you know the kind well, of Well, Abhijit
0: thing. was telling me the only way to book it is through Abhijit and we need to know <laughs> and be his friend otherwise I he says there is a waiting that. list months I have for tried months. so
1: hard to get him there and he just came once and he said I refuse to be a manager <laughs> <laughs> and he's never come back again and all those
0: well guests... I remember the first time he frantically <laughs> called me you have
1: to come we are having a keto special <laughs> and all the guests By the way, the time when he had come, you know, they still ask for Abhijit. Where is Abhijit? (laughs) Why is he not here? No, he came for
0: my other dinner. He came
1: for the keto one. No, (laughs) the keto one and the other
0: one also. the other one which we had with our yeah, friends. Yeah, but there he came as a guest. Yes, He yeah. was eating the food. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, he was like honored. I am also paid guest yeah, customer.
1: But there was one one in the beginning where he came. I said, you manage the he crowd. He must have told I'll me 10 times that he's here
0: as a paid customer.
1: <laughs> he told me as well to ensure <laughs> that I at least follow all the keto rules for him. So yeah, he like was very happy to know that somebody was like, you know, he was a paid customer. No, but you had a very interesting... Childhood too. You are a Gujarati. And a Goan mix. I mean, this
0: is a very, very rare combination. <laughs> I don't know the Gujju or the, you know, the Goan. Which one is really inspiring you? Because I think the Goan is where the food comes from. And maybe the Gujju is where all these business acumen and, you know, starting love fools is coming from.
1: I don't know if my mother is uh, business at all because she's a doctor. But, uh, oh, but yeah, I think both of them had very different Business is in the blood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see that in my mother's side of family, though. Uh, But I think, uh, you know, yes, they both influenced me very strongly with two very different food culture. And I think my mom had a very different style of cooking, being a doctor. So it didn't have so much of a Gujarati influence as much as... A simple, very, very simple, one ingredient. So you kind had dal dhokli and
0: pork vindaloo together. Yeah.
1: <laughs> huh? Literally on a plate, you'll find dal dhokli or dhokla and like mutton on the <laughs> same plate. You, it's like the biggest contradiction that you would see. Yeah.
0: And uh, so you ended up growing up in Gujarat or in Goa, where did you spend most? A little most- bit
1: of everything. So I was in Bombay in the beginning, I was living with my grandparents and then uh, when my grandfather passed away, very suddenly I had to move to Gujarat where my mother was. She had to take a transfer to a town where there was a school because she was at that time, you know, with a government hospital and, uh, you know, it wasn't easy for her. So, which she eventually did. She got stationed. My father was in and out. My mother was in and out of the house. So I shuffled a lot actually, you know, because of, you know, adjusting with her career at that time. And there are a lot of times in goa after that you know and then came back to and how was it eventually. growing like
0: in goa in the, in you know like 20 years back or 30 years back how it?
1: i don't know i just have only the best of memories there you know so now now when i look back i want to go back there you know i feel like there are a lot of things it's just as beautiful and everything you know the smell the food the place you know it just does not feel and, and what is your favorite restaurant in goa uh, apart from home food, it's it's a small little place in Panjim which is like a thali place. Oh, you know. Okay. So I'm very big on uh, spicy goan food. Spicy, so, going yeah. I'm food. like for me, spice is so, very very big. You know, I the I like this prawn chow. That yeah. kind of spice is. Yeah, talking I can about? handle like on a scale of one to ten. I can handle about fifteen, sixteen oh. <laughs> level of spice. So I'm like. All so day. no wonder you like chicken kola
0: puri and <laughs> all these maharashtrian dishes too, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like give me all, anything with spice and like, you know, I'll be a slave. So uh, there's this thing which uh,
0: my wife loves and I've tried it a few times too called techa.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is it's, made with coriander and green chili. It's like literally
0: green chilies yeah, pasted. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's lovely. It's lovely. So anybody who loves spice, she would she would definitely love that. Yeah. So you grew up in between Bombay,
0: Gujarat and Goa. Yeah. Where did you finally go finish your college from or, or so your I schooling back, was all over? My
1: schooling was all over. Then I came back to uh, Bombay, uh, Sydenham. Uh, I finished I didn't my... I like that college
0: because I was in Podar. <laughs> you know, Podar and Sydenham always have this...
1: I don't know what I did in my college, but I studied. I, like I somewhere, I don't know where the years went by. And then I finished my management from there. Uh, I don't know, it was like, you know, you're doing something and you're in a cycle and, you know, you're just finishing that, you know. So I think I was in that rut somewhere, you know, where I finished my... You did your
0: MBA also.
1: Yeah, I did my MBA and like everybody else, you know, went and got a job. I had a... I had a job from Oberoi's, which Ooh. I didn't take. Now, in hindsight, I'm like, why didn't I take that? And then I had with an ad agency, and I chose that. And I think maybe somewhere it was the influence of my father, who came from the creative industry, and I think I wanted so he to was go into cinematography. Cinematography, cinematography, yeah. Wow. So, yeah.
0: has he done stuff for movies and things yeah, like that?
1: Yeah, he was. Yeah. So with Pyasa and a lot of those movies at that time, Ooh, you know, I was like. Yeah. So, uh, so hugely influenced, though he never wanted me to go anywhere near that. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, but there was still that thing of like, that was my idea of creativity, though I didn't end up in a creative space, but. uh, Well, you entered into advertising. In advertising. Yeah. So, but, you know, I think not literally that way, you know, so I think for me, it was like, you know, experimenting, you know, it made sense at that time. And I chose that.
0: And what were you doing in the advertising industry? So I was was on the the
1: business side... Uh, of uh, advertising, I went. I was into client servicing. I was doing that for many years. So, what and does client servicing actually mean? So, it's basically, you know, you are you are taking a brief or a mandate from the client. You are understanding the business needs. You are understanding the customer needs. You are understanding how to launch a product, how to launch a brand, how to build a brand, all of that. And you're converting that and you're translating that internally with the creative department, with the planning department. You know, you're creating a product and then kind of creating your final creative product out of that. So I did that. And for many, like I just didn't make sense to me at some point because I think there was a point where there was just a huge need of. Finding what my passion was. Oh, you know? but I mean, so,
0: you know, you had the perfect career, right? You did your MBA and you are into advertising and advertising is a glamour world.
1: You so are like, I remember one fine day I met this uh, friend who's a natural, not friend, but really an advisor who's a naturopath. And I went and I cried to her and I was sobbing and she said, what happened? And I said, listen, I have no talent. You know, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but I don't have a single skill, which is which I can claim is a skill. And I need to find that, you know. And she said, then just walk away from what you're doing. And she said, whatever comes your way, just keep saying yes to it. And so, that's the way you'll so find it. So I used to
0: it. always think, but yeah, after doing <laughs> MBA, people are coming and saying, I don't have a single
1: skill. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, so yeah.
0: So I think it's, it's it's point for all the MBAs and all the professionals to think about this, right?
1: Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it was like, I think there was a point where I actually felt Uh, that it was just meaningless you know whatever I was doing was very very meaningless and and when did you end up meeting Abhijit so Abhijit I met him during my advertising career so before you felt it was meaningless or after (laughs) Before, before, much before that. <laughs> and he was part of the, I don't know who influenced whom, because I think after I walked away, within a year, he also walked away from Maybe the corporate Maybe he was just following career, you. <laughs> from the corporate career. So I think we both tried looking for uh, meaning outside. You know, we were both in that phase of no, but you looking for something it is, it is, it is something it's, different. You know, clearly it is
0: quite a... Uh, decision to take to quit a career itself, right? I mean, normally, people change jobs. And you know, so how are you very sure that it was I want to leave the industry because, you know, people have bad bosses and you know pressure. So those could be the reasons, but you were so clear that no, I just don't want to do
1: this. Yeah, I I think it was just there. It was just a moment like where I just felt that what I was doing was absolutely meaningless. And I have to find that talent or a skill. (laughs) I can't be... So this this was the Pagalpan episode one. This was, yeah. This is literally episode one. It was like, there was this need to find it. And I said, it doesn't matter. I'll sell my car. I'll sell whatever I have. I have a little bit of bank balance. I can last for two years with this money that I have. And I think that's how. I think maybe I just kind of planned just two years. And ahead then you of decided me.
0: to learn. Uh, you went to Switzerland or something, right? What yeah. Was that? So the
1: first, I, then I experimented a lot. Uh, I went. The first thing I did was uh, I wanted to get into the space of functional medicine or alternate uh, therapy. Uh, <laughs> at that is, time,
0: if you say functional medicine, go, so what is
1: this? Which is which is to do with uh, alternate healing. You know, and I think it also comes from this because I have healed myself from a tumor uh, and completely with yoga and homeopathy and stuff like that. So I believe that, you know, that there could be another way of looking at, you know, healing. A humor
0: with yoga and homeopathy.
1: Yeah, with, with yoga and homeopathy. Wow. With one year because I was told by all the surgeons and doctor that you need to get operated like now immediately and I don't know what came into me but I just decided to research and I figured that this could be another way and I kind of went ahead and I took that chance for a year. Oh that was a big you risk know? to take you know Steve yes. Jobs took the same
0: risk but it didn't work out for wow. him.
1: <laughs> no but I it just like after a year it like kind of worked out beautifully so I believe in that way. Did very... you take
0: somebody's advice or you were like no I have read two no, books? No I and... went
1: against my mother's dictator your mother doctor right yeah. yeah but i i don't know i just believe that there is another way of looking at this uh, the risk in the surgery were too high at that time and i just wanted and to this explore this which year are talking about this is like very very early like i just when i was out of my college wow. you know uh, so i think i've like gone through the worst of you know f- that one year was very very difficult health wise for me and uh, I managed to, I don't know, I, I, it was like leap of faith that there is another way of looking at it. And I think it has become a way of life for me. So when I walked away from advertising, for me, that was one thing that I really wanted to, because I genuinely believe that there are so many ways of uh healing the body and it can work along with science. So I went and first I went and did was therapeutic massage techniques so i went and learned with a german teacher in switzerland and but but uh, how did you find a german teacher in switzerland to teach you therapeutic
0: massage i don't
1: know i think somebody told me about it you know somebody introduced me and i knew she was doing this course so the first thing i did was after i quit i just went away and spent time with her and i kind of did this course and i learned and i was just very happy because i used to be so exhausted So, so, so let me understand it like Somebody
0: tells you, hey, there is a therapeutic massage course. Some good teacher in Spain. In I had nothing
1: to lose because I'd quit my job. No, but <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying soul. you could have
0: gone to Haridwar, you could have <laughs> gone to Kerala.
1: No, but the best of the healing uh, techniques and the teachers are all German, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of functional because they do a lot of functional uh, therapy work over there. And then I came to Chennai, I went and lived in Chennai for a month again. So uh, you went I to Switzerland
0: for how many days?
1: So, I was in Switzerland for about 20 days. Then I came back to Chennai. And you learned
0: this therapeutic massage? The same.
1: And then the same. I found a teacher who was in Chennai. So, I went and Ah, did another advanced course with her as well. Who's also kind of trained with this. What is
0: therapeutic massage?
1: So, it's basically helping uh, remove the emotional trauma and finding out all the knots in your body that get stored whenever you're going through any emotional trauma. So it's wow. just dissolving that it's removing that. I actually went and got a massage table at my mother's place. <laughs> I thought I'll make a career out of it. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I would be so exhausted and I couldn't see a career going <laughs> anywhere. Maybe I think it was just back out or, you know, I just walked out of advertising and, you know, I was used to a certain kind of a lifestyle and, you know, maybe it was just not fitting into, you know, my, my Yeah, you need
0: to be like, you have to apply so much pressure by giving massage (laughs) yourself. No,
1: I was enjoying it. Like, I really loved it, you know, but I think financially at that point of time, you know, because I just... Literally walking without any I I can see the Guju brain and
0: the (laughs) Goan brain at times, right? The Goan brain is like chalo, massage karate,
1: and then. It's like Are, kya ye? huh? So most of the time it's a Goan brain that dominates. <laughs> so no, far. But the Gujju brain helps
0: you from like returning from th- some of these <laughs> things
1: mistakes, right yeah. And then I went and did somatics, you know, which what is, is that? Now? Um, which is basically like a muscle rehabilitation Zomatics. somatics s. Oh, somatics s. for sugar. yeah. A so, lot of people who go through sports injury, uh, you know, uh, severe muscle contraction, how do you recover from that? Because, uh, you know, that's a very severe condition. But,
0: like, was there like thousands of sports people having this problem in India?
1: No, I mean, any injury, any injury okay, which is like a marathon related injury or a running. Marathon or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I just, at that time, it just felt like something that, you know, That fascinated me a lot, you know, and I feel kind of, I learned a lot with that. These are topics which I have not even heard about today and you (laughs) were fascinated about them. And I did that, I I even had all these people coming with the injury and I think I was trying to fix them and move them and, you know, find a lot of, but I think what I really liked was a lot of work, which was, you know, physically intensive, you know. And where did you learn this somatic? I went. I actually went to Rishikesh to do oh, this. Oh, finally, something <laughs> Rish, was learnt in Rishikesh. Rishikesh with a maybe German teacher. Maybe you could have. Sit,
0: oh, German teacher in Rishikesh. <laughs>
1: with a German teacher, though. No,
0: so I can only say, had you continued there, maybe you could have been Baba Ramdev, huh? <laughs>
1: So yeah, but yeah, I, that was my best time that I kind of, you know, all the learning that I did. over So there. you
0: go and find Germans everywhere in the world to <laughs> teach you all these things. That's another insight. I never knew a shout out to all the Germans. If you can teach any of these things, please write or tweet to us. Thank you. So after somatic, what did you do?
1: Then I decided I want to do <laughs> hypnotherapy.
0: Hypnotherapy. <laughs> jab sab kuch nahi chala usko hypnotize the person and then you can do zomatic or uh, I think massage. I was
1: also a lord into Osho that time oh and, you are an Osho
0: uh, disciple huh? yeah, yeah. wild wild country there, there's a
1: phase in your life wild wild country <laughs> and you were one of
0: those people in that video right
2: there's Who a phase like, in, ah, in your life
1: where you try to figure out what spirituality is so it was that phase and um, so you, you know, went to Pune or there also he went to some international no so this this I think it was also Also to do with the fact that, you know, when he was poisoned, you know, one of the way that he managed to get out of his physical illness towards the end of his life was with the self-hypnosis. You know, so a lot of body mind conversation, you know, so it's like. So have like, you met him and all that? And you No, 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 no. Oh, so, the, I mean, like. This is the story. You this know. is the story, you know, and I know that it, like, worked very well for him, for his physical healing at that stage, that towards the so last stage. How do stage you of hypnotize his, yourself? So so I learned, I professionally learned the self-hypnosis and more than that, even like using hypnosis for healing, you know, so if someone has a very severe
0: hypnotize and then you can hypnotize others.
1: No 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 so using hypnotherapy so putting someone in or literally taking someone into your subconscious state of mind because that's where you can give auto suggestions and if you're giving up because it's like you're trying to give up smoking you know the conscious mind will take a decision but will forget about it within minutes but what happens is if the same message has gone into your subconscious It is rooted forever. So it's like there are old files in your subconscious and there are new files. So you have to remove all the old files. Delete planting. Delete the old
0: files and then cut paste the new files. Planting all the new
1: files. So what a hypnotherapy does is where you plant those new files. So how can you
0: do self hypnotherapy though?
1: So it's the same thing where you learn to take yourself into a little more very relaxed state of mind. Can you
0: hypnotize people from listening to a podcast? we want them to only listen to this for the rest of their life
1: Vishal I think people are going to run away from love fools thinking God knows what. Abhi, if you can do all this them. by auto suggestions
0: and all that that's what I would I want you to do
1: no we can't do that You can't do that yeah.
0: the Vishal Gondal show will be right back after this break
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another great week on the IVM Podcast Network. If you are not following us on social media, please make sure that you do. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So we have something really exciting in store for Star Wars fans. After a successful first edition of the Geek Fruit Cantina, we're back with another. Come celebrate Star Wars Day with us. That's May the 4th with Geek Fruit at the Cuckoo Cafe in Bandra. That's in Mumbai. We have a super fun evening planned with a live podcast featuring special guests, Star Wars merchandise up for grabs, Dinkers games, along with Star Wars themed food and cocktails. You don't want to miss this. This week on The Seen and the Unseen, Amit Verma's guest is economist and researcher Ajay Shah. The two of them talk about zombie firms and banks artificially kept alive by taxpayers. They also take a look at the recent collapse of jet Airways. On the second episode of the Ronnie Skruwala podcast, Dreaming With Your Eyes Open, I talked to him about his early life, moving from Grant Road to Bridge Gandhi, organizing a rock concert in his youth, and how there is no right age to become an entrepreneur. On IBM Likes, Janam, Abhineet, and Madhuri discuss the gut-wrenching Netflix original series, Delhi Crime. On Shunya One, Sheila Ditya and I are joined by Gaurav Jalan, founder and CEO of M-Pocket. We talk about the current tech scenario in Kolkata and also get into the technicalities of M-Pocket. On Advertising is Dead, Varun talks to Advait Gupta, co-founder and CEO of Supari Studios, about branded and purpose-driven content. On the Filter Coffee podcast, Karthik is joined by Siddharth Deshmukh, who shares his experience at MICA both as a student and as a media professor. He talks about liberal education. In Echoes of India, Anirudh explains how brilliant political and religious innovations in 5th century India led to a spurt of temple building. On Croc Tales last week, Anand Silkumara reveals the last part of his tale's psycho girlfriend. And begins another multi part story on Adita's toothache. And with that, let's move on with your shows. Have you also done this thing called Reiki, where remotely you can treat anything?
1: Yeah, I've tried doing that. I tried Reiki doing panic healing, but none of that. Yeah, like pranic healing, reiki was good to just experiment on me. But of all the things that I did, what really stood out for me was uh, somatics and uh, like if I would have used to make a career out of. Whatever, so who taught you
0: hypnotherapy do... therapy, by the way? Sorry, I forgot to so ask. I it. learned. This that, uh... is again some German or French.
1: Huh? <laughs> yes, oh. <laughs> I, learned, <laughs> I learned that the ashrams the ashram has many courses for the osho ashram and uh, you stay there and and you were
0: wearing one of those robes right
1: yes <laughs> for days <laughs> learning so over now there. if you
0: look back of your time in osho what do you think about it what what are your memories about it and what are you, what do you now conclude
1: i don't know i feel i can now use all of those things for my own healing okay and Max a friend or Someone in the family you know who's Not well because I'm still very very Interested in that and invested in That subject so I think I use it a lot For self healing more than anything else Because I think I always wake up with aches and Pains every morning And I have to every day fix myself So all of that is coming And you're only doing hypnotherapy
0: To fix yourself
1: I just do that like on an everyday basis So Uh, who did hypnotism
0: on whom? Is it (laughs)
1: Abhijit or you? Because you are both like... He runs away from me. He's the only one who's refused to get a massage from me. He's the only one who's refused to get hypnotized. So he just runs away from all of these things. Wow. That's yeah. something because, you know,
0: we know that he was also probably going through his own challenges, right? Uh, you know, we discussed that when you got married, he was over 100 kgs. Yeah, And now he's like 40 kgs. I don't now
1: know. I don't recognize <laughs> <laughs> like, like like you mentioned I don't know where is the other half gone where is the other half gone <laughs> yeah. and we were also
0: talking that who is high maintenance Abhijit we all think that uh, you are very high maintenance what do you have to think about that no, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Abhijit only has a particular coffee grown from a particular region and a particular climate he would only eat a chocolate which is, has to be grown somewhere and what did you tell her it about his chicken <laughs> true that this chicken also has to have it some quality. It has to be
1: grass fed. <laughs>
0: the chicken has to be grass fed. Yeah. Nobody's going to ask the chicken what the chicken wants to eat. But for <laughs> Abhijit, it has to eat grass.
1: The fish has to be a deep sea catch. <laughs> How does he know it is deep sea catch? <laughs> uh, so everything has to be, I think he's just very, very You have to hypnotize him. What? I'm
0: telling you. We need to erase <laughs> some of these things. <laughs> He is going to be very damaging to the environment because for him, the poor fishermen have to risk their lives and go to deep sea. You have to get him to the table, then I'll do the rest. Anyway, coming coming back to, uh, so one second, you've done massage, uh, hypnotherapy, somatics. Then you've done Pranic Healing, you've done Osho, you've done... Uh, I'm a
1: trained uh, yeah, massage therapist. Massage you therapist. Do, yeah. What else? What else? I used to charge thousand rupees an hour. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then wow. I used to spend two hours and I would be so exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> But thousand that, rupees an hour at that time was be like
0: ten thousand rupees an hour today, right? <laughs> I mean if you just take inflation.
1: Yeah, but I think this this technique was not there, you know. So And I'm just see in
0: India like people massage to massage, right? I mean people don't really know. The differences. Except now suddenly people have realized that in Kerala, Masad they put a lot of oil on yeah. you. So they are willing to pay more because the oil is more on you.
1: Yeah, no, but I think that time it had just started that this whole movement had started that time. So people did know about it. whole lot of people did know about it. So so all your time
0: between, you know, deciding what you are going to do. When did you meet Abhijit and when did you guys get married? When ho raha
1: I was married to Abhijit, you know. Uh, And then you
0: went to Osho show and all. So this is all parallel. I mean, I'd
1: quit my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went to... In between, I kept doing all these things. Uh, So, yeah. And he was in
0: between doing his own things also, right? He
1: was in between doing his own thing. He wanted to learn, go and, you know, officially train himself to be a coach. So he went to Singapore to study. Uh, become a coach. So he was doing a whole lot of things at that time and exploring, you know, trying to find out what pura he husband was husband to do. <laughs> the wo
0: jo pura ka pura love fools. We know where the love <laughs> and the
1: fools are coming. So maybe it's actually the... Two of us, <laughs> yeah. yeah, possibly, but like he's really supported me a lot. Oh, in no, the absolutely! Entire I mean, journey, you know, so. he's, he's a genius. <laughs> yeah. We know that. More than anything else, he's been the coach. Like hundred times told me, "This is wrong. This is wrong." Even if I've gone and done it, and finally I've like but he let to you do. Senses. He let
0: you make all the mistakes. Also, that is the most important thing, yeah. right? It is not about just telling you don't do, but yeah, yeah, do it and yeah and learn and then pivot, as we call it. So you yeah. kept pivoting. Yeah, from all these things. So. Between all these various things, you must have then, you know, met many clients who must have come to you and said, I need pranic healing or I need.
1: Yeah, I had like it was like each of it was like a little career in itself, you know, and I did it for a little while till it didn't make sense. Uh, Something didn't make sense, something didn't add up and it just didn't feel right. And I think I was constantly looking, still looking for what made sense you know so and like i said someone had given me advice that say yes to everything come that comes your way so i had that liberty of keep experimenting till i found something i also did little so i also you know, did recruiting i did hr Ooh, yeah
0: you had an hr form also wow yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah, forgot yeah, almost forgot yeah,
1: that yeah so so and because i came from an advertising background you know that seemed like a temporary solution to... So we've already counted exp- eight or nine careers by now. <laughs> Expensive courses. It's amazing, right? I mean,
0: see, the point is people don't want to explore. You know, that is the ultimate thing about you, right? You kept doing new things because, you know, you never know what is going to work. And this is exactly, by the way, this is what in technology terms we call A-B testing. Okay. So what they are now doing is they are saying that every consumer has a different preference. Keep testing what works for you. Mm. Doesn't work. Mm. Try the, another one doesn't work. Try the other one. Right. And that's what you did with your life because a lot of people do this one thing and then just get stuck to it for the rest of their life. They have miserable life. They're hating their jobs, but, yeah. They don't have the courage to change. So how yeah. did you get this courage nine or ten times? I mean, one time is ten I think I fooled
1: myself all the time. <laughs> That's how I think even the name Love Fools happened eventually. But yeah, I think it's just like telling yourself that you'll survive for six more months. It's okay. Yeah. No, but I mean, And that keeps you going. Saying and that, that, that you fool you yourself experiment. is different, but
0: this must be also hurting your self-confidence in some way, right?
1: No, honestly, I enjoyed each of those. And I think when I walked away from advertising, I was pretty certain that I want to do something that I enjoy and that I love doing. So I was very, very sure I needed to find that. And I think in my head, I was willing to give that time to experimentation.
0: Look. Experimentation is different, but normally what people do this, they call it hobbies. So Mm -hmm. they have a job and then Mm -hmm. they do all this as a side on a Mm -hmm. weekend. Mm -hmm. But you were doing all this as full-time activities.
1: For me, it was very serious. So when I became a masseur... I was very serious about it and I thought I'll make a career out of it. I had a table and I was charging people the money (laughs) till one fine morning. I woke up and I said, this is not it. And I'm like, I might as well, like I've learned early. Uh, unlike like advertising where I've spent little time, I've learned early, let me exit, you know. So I think it was more of that. I think everything I took very, very seriously. And I had a whole list of clientele in each of those businesses. So,
0: And then uh, suddenly what HR consulting? Asap, what is the connection between all this and HR consulting?
1: Somebody just approached me from uh, my advertising days and said, would you like to try this out? And I said, you know, no, it sounds very... Um, it doesn't interest me, and there is no mind application, and there's nothing that I think I would <laughs> enjoy. But he said, "Listen, there is money in this, and <laughs> that just clicked." Like you said, the Gujarati, pardon me, right? Yeah, so, you know, I can clearly see the. So I just the happy, no lucky and is willing lot, to learn anything and, and I was do anything. I'm spending a lot doing those. I'm courses. sorry, you're stereotyping, but you know that is yeah. And all the courses that I wanted to do were expensive. So I said, "Okay, my yeah, bank you're only willing to learn
0: from." American printing. and German and French and
1: Spanish coaches, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think it just made sense. Um, and it, like in my head, it was like bread and butter till I and it's funding the things that I want to do. Uh, and uh, it just made sense at that point of time, uh, because it was also giving me a good life balance you know which was never there in advertising because advertising is a 24-7
0: so job. here we have mr perfect abhiji trying to find the superstar code <laughs> and trying to dissect uh, and deconstruct how things can be done perfectly and here you are who's trying experimenting making mistakes and trying out new things so how did these two philosophies gel with each other
1: I guess he was always the the coach (laughs) because he knew somewhere that she's delusional. She's still going to do and she's not going to listen and she's still going to do what she wants to do. So I think he felt happier just guiding me, but then he would so back I remember you also whenever. did running
0: at some point of time, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Very seriously, I was the second, <laughs> second
0: bakra and you were the first. <laughs> I think the only two people you ever thought running.
1: Chi running, yeah. <laughs> you learned chi running yes. from him, right? So, yeah, I did a lot of marathons, you know, uh, in between. I've stopped now. I have no time to train, but yes, I did that. In fact, that I think has trained me in a lot of ways to get used to the working hours and the madness of this, you know, of a chef life.
0: Wow. So after all these crazy career choices and experimentation, how many years did you run your HR consulting?
1: So I was, you know, I was about five, six years in that business. And I just started, there was this itch at the same time to... You know, Abhijit was doing his workshops and I used to, you know, feed people during those workshops. So somewhere the Kida kind of started at that time. He would do these workshops every Saturday at our place. And it just became my thing to do like one full breakfast, lunch, dinner for all the participants. So you always liked cooking? I think it started, I always loved cooking, you know, somewhere one of the friends pointed out to me that in the last four years that you've been getting all your dabbas or whatever, you've never repeated a dish, you know. So a lot of these things started impacting and, you know, you know, it made me think. And then I think when I was doing these, this thing for the workshop, you know, it made me think again. And I don't know, there was just a point where I just woke up and I said, you know what, I want to be a professional chef. Uh, and uh, I don't know how to go about it, but I need to put a plan for it.
0: And the HR consulting was still going on?
1: Was still going on, you know. um, But at the same time, I was clear that, because when I started it, in my head, it was a temporary four-year, three-year, four-year journey. Uh, You already,
0: like, before you start a journey, you already know that how much (laughs) it is temporary.
1: Yeah, because, like, I knew that it's not something that I like. Like, at that point, it made sense. You know, it's bringing me certain finances. Because you know, here
0: there are, people are trying to plan their careers and you know their next generation's careers, and people are thinking long term, and people are investing. I mean, if you look at people traditionally. They all want stability. They all want uh, predictability. Mm. That's the thing which people are trying to pursue.
1: Yeah,
0: And you are trying to pursue already by design. I'm just doing this for two years and I don't like it. So what is the thought process behind that?
1: In my head, it just made sense as something that's helping me, you know, uh, the next, like I was clear that it's bread and butter. It's a background that I come from. No, but you from, never so had I something can... cake.
0: कम कम yeah,
1: I was, right? I was all the time still looking for what is that passion. What, remember, like it started with I don't have a skill.
3: <laughs> oh. I don't
1: have a talent. And it, that was a sore point which continued. That's the reason I tried out so many things. Because for me, it was like, I don't have a talent, you know, if I'm a marketing person, I don't No disrespect to any marketing people. But for me, it marketing like,
0: people don't have talent. Okay, it's debatable. <laughs> but yeah, we can discuss but, that on another but, show.
1: But yeah, for me, it was like, I don't have a talent and I need to find a skill. So I think it was like, a, it was a crying need since the time and I walked What was the reaction of your
0: friends and family members? Like if you see somebody changing so many things, Did you ever hear criticism or any negativity around what you're doing?
1: No, um, my father had passed away by that time. I have my mother and I think she's been very, very supportive of everything that I've done. So, and then I have Abhijit who's been extremely supportive. So it has, it's not been that complicated. I have 10 more career (laughs) ideas for you, by the way, if you want to wake up tomorrow. No, so it's not really been complicated, honestly. So you had nobody... In your life,
0: who had ever told you that what is this? This sounds crazy. Why are you doing this? No, no. Because not, you know, there are lo- so many naysayers, right? Generally you meet and people are saying, Are you so You know, there are people like this in everybody's life, some or the other.
1: Yeah. No, I don't know. Maybe I've just met the right people <laughs> who were very supportive along the journey, who probably knew that. Or do you she think is... if there were some people like
0: this in your life, you would have not taken up? These all these different things.
1: No, I think I would have still done it because that's. I was clear that's what I was looking for, you know. And I was clear that I was looking for something, and that kept coming back again and again and again and again for me. So it there was that need to oh, find. Ki there was that need to find. I didn't know for many years what that was, you know. And I think I kept looking and looking and looking, and that's what it was. I think there was a point where there was just that frustration of finding this talent or whatever you want to say. Finding this deep sea fish (laughs) in the water. (laughs) Yeah, so there was that. So I think it just kept kind of, even if I forgot about it, like after five days, I would wake up and, you know, look for that. So
0: amazing. And then this, you started, you know, making food for these, uh, these different workshops. Yeah. And then suddenly you decided that you want to learn. I want to be a
1: professional chef and I caught hold of a friend uh, and I said, listen, uh, and she was wanting to be a coach. So I said, you know what, you meet me every Monday and you you had a coach in your house. (laughs) It was just much easier. (laughs) Now, of course, he was guiding me through the process, but I said, you meet me every Monday and I'm responsible for staying on track. So you got
0: a life coach.
1: Yeah. And I said, who's this life
0: coach? coach by the way Sampada Sampada yeah
1: so so she and of course Abhijit continuously and I said you guys are responsible for ensuring that I stay on track so
0: you are like their biggest success story huh?
1: That I don't know, but I'm like, beat me up, you know, if I don't do and if I like these are my goals and milestones of how to get there because I didn't know how to get there. And what were your goals? How
0: did you define your goal?
1: So one of the first thing was, you know, I need to study and I need to train myself and the all the options so that were got available. Got so much training done. Uske baad bhi your goal was I want to study and train yeah. myself. <laughs> I think it's a like continuous.
0: People do graduation <laughs> and they say their studies are over. No over. I
1: think studies. it's it's a crying need. I don't know why. So I just so that's that I the
0: Gujju to... who wants to keep studying. No, that's the goal And I don't know.
1: I don't know what part it is, and then I said, "Okay, I need to study. I don't have the money. I can't afford to give two years to my career. What am I going to do?" So the first thing I did was get all the books that chefs read, because oh, so yeah, there there are like there are quite
0: a few books. Which were the books you got?
1: So for I I got everything. Kitchen I got Confidential, the Ferrandi encyclopedia. Kitchen Confidential
0: is also there, right? With Anthony Bourdain, all. Yeah, all yeah, it. yeah.
1: I got I got every single possible book. You know, I got I got the encyclopedia. I got every single book And I, that was the first investment that I did When those books And which came, were the
0: top three books you recommend people to read If they want to be sh- chefs
1: Ferandi, I think Ferandi because, uh, Yeah, no, not Ferrandi. Like, of course, the pastry part is Ferrandi, But uh, Ferran Adria uh, So there's an encyclopedia Which is uh, one of the best The Modernist Kitchen uh, Which is all the modernist techniques Which are very, very good If you just want to focus on the techniques Uh, And when those books came, I mean, I remember my reaction and I remember calling Abhijit and I was sobbing and I said, I don't understand a word of any of these books. Why is that? Because, you know, when you actually look at those books and the language in there and the techniques they're talking about, you know, it's just... Especially French cuisine
0: is like making meringue and all these sauces. In the beginning,
1: it sounded like... And too, yeah. So when the books came, I was like, I can't understand a word of any of those books. And I don't think I can make it. So I think it took me a while because every time I would read and open a page, it would sound Greek to me. So I think from there, I just decided I'm going to convert my mother's place into a studio. I'm going to experiment every day. I'm going to keep trying. So I think that's what I did. Your mother's place was in
0: Goa or here? Bandra.
1: Bandra, Bandra, In Bandra. So I converted her place into a studio. Every day we were experimenting uh and trying out a new dish uh so I, what
0: was a day like you wake up have breakfast and go there and say today i'm going to every
1: day i had like decided that i'm going to give 4 to 8 you know and i'm going to do different 4 experiments 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. you
0: will be there yeah
1: yeah and i would experiment on whatever and I think during one such week when I was experimenting, No, so I, like experimenting
0: kya you have to just go there
1: and cook look at, something. Look at a technique okay, which I didn't understand. Open a book yeah, and say, today like, I am going to do... Yeah, because they were all new for me. It was just like a different new world for me. But...
0: Aren't there YouTube videos? I was told that you can see all these YouTube videos and learn this.
1: I don't think there's much for... Uh, yes, there is. But it's still, you know, the techniques which I are there in
0: a lot of these eggs. Books. And now what I've said is <laughs> I've started showing the videos to our maids. So they can do post eggs. Yeah,
1: the, the YouTube helps to, you know, when you've looked at a technique in the book and then when you want to look at four other reference to understand okay. it better, that's a good second point of reference. But I think the books are a good first starting point. And, and it's very scientific. To fix of these techniques, they are, right? they are, and then I was looking for courses which are like eight weeks, two months. So know? there are no courses in Bombay or India. No, there were, Then I found two, three courses in Paris and London and. Ah,
0: do You too, like, you know, <laughs> you will find the course somewhere in the world, right? And German teacher, I right, think you
1: know. No <laughs> German teacher, French teachers. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and I actually applied for it.
0: Which um, which uh, teacher was this and which,
1: which no, school No, so was I, this? I applied to La the I applied to Alain Dukas. So uh, La Carde
0: is like one of the top schools, right? Yes.
1: And I got my admission. I was supposed to pay up my fees. And what,
0: what is the process of admission? Like what do you have to apply? What do you have to do?
1: No. Uh, so, of course, there is a long love letter that you have to write. And, and they teach in French or it's English? or. So, they do. They were very actually uh, nice to me. They allowed me to attend two days of school. So, they have one day of theory where they teach in French, but there is a teacher. There's also someone who's translating at the same time. But the next day, which is a theory class, is all in French but that, so that was one school i was exploring i was exploring a school in london i was exploring uh, alain dukas which is another french school uh, so i don't know in my head i was just going to decide between these schools and during one such week i was experimenting on this thing called as emulsification which is the science of mixing oil and water molecules and i was struggling with it <laughs> every single day so I, can you
0: give me like in Thirty seconds. How do you mix oil and water? Because I was always told oil and water don't mix.
1: Yeah, so so it's it's when you kind of mix it at a very high speed, it emulsifies and it almost has a mayonnaise kind of texture. Ah. Right, so there is this dish called thum, which is garlic cream, which is an. Arabic so I have my dish. bulletproof
0: coffee where I put coffee it and emulsifies butter, and then when, when I shake
1: it, or when you use a hand blender. And you mix it; it will actually become like a cappuccino. Oh,
0: so, now I understand the secret. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. So I was I was trying to learn that, and for, and I think for a week I was miserably failing at that every single day. And so I so
0: mayonnaise no, is egg and uh, butter. No, what is mayonnaise?
1: Egg, oil, and vinegar or lemon, lemon no, juice. It's
0: vegetarian mayonnaise? What is that? <laughs> it's not mayonnaise.
1: No, <laughs> no not really. <laughs> Uh, there are a lot of preservatives and all that they add in that so uh, during that week I remember so what was so
0: difficult in making mayonnaise sorry
1: no not a mayonnaise but this particular thing which is the other emulsification and I don't know it would just split and it would break and it would just not come together and I was struggling with it I was really struggling with it and I said, let me look up which on the net. Which dishes
0: use emulsification? Sorry, I'm just trying so to...
1: Tum, which is what I was telling tum. you. A mayonnaise, what you mentioned, bulletproof, coffee. All of this is emulsification of water and oil molecules. Is there any Indian
0: together. dish which uses emulsification for people to understand? Mm. Or we don't use emulsification at all in any Indian food?
1: Yeah, in Indian food, nothing that I can think of... Mayonnaise, I think, is the most simplest of examples okay. because I think that's what everybody would uh, understand. Uh, and uh, during that week, I said, Okay, let me research science. I kind of keyed in the word science of emulsification and I got a Harvard lecture series <laughs> which was on science.
4: The Vishal Gondal Show will be right back after this break. Hi, my name is Anupam Gupta. I'm B50 on Twitter. I am the host of Pesa Vesa, the show that talks money. On my show, I speak to experts from every field of money and finance, from stock markets, equities, debt funds, credit cards, life insurance, every possible area of money and finance that you can think of. We even did an episode on cryptocurrency. I've got fantastic guests from mutual funds to personal finance experts everywhere, robo advisory, startups, just name it. We've got it. At Pesa Vesa, we help you make smart decisions about money. You work hard for money, now make your money work hard for you. New episodes out every Monday and you can listen to my show on the IVM podcast app or any other podcasting app that you have. Pesa Vesa is brought to you by Paytm Money. So, emulsification,
0: you know, how important is it from a... You know, chef or cooking perspective. I never thought that that was such an important thing.
1: See, I think there are various techniques and you know, once you know the technique, the application of the technique could be in anything. And Harvard right? has lectures on emulsification. Harvard has lectures on emulsification. Harvard, but, Harvard has a lot of cooking series lectures. I actually, never knew there was happening. Harvard in cooking. Yeah, even I didn't know. So you
0: Google search science of emulsification.
1: Science. And then I found this huge Harvard lecture series on various things on cooking. And I decided to watch that. And when I was watching that, one such lecture had uh, the chef who I finally went and trained with, Fernando Hubani, uh,
0: Fernando Hubani though wow.
1: his shorter uh, whatever he calls himself Nandu, Nandu. <laughs> which just becomes a very Indianized <laughs> Nandu <name. laughs> Nandu toh <laughs> itar spain kyu jana pada? so I used to always ask him why are you Nandu it's such an Indian name right so yeah but uh, so in one of those lecture series he was explaining six different ways to emulsify the six ways to emulsify mix water and oil yeah so he kind of was demonstrating and it was all in Catalan. And even though he was explaining in Catalan, in which was over an hour or two hour long series. And I didn't ex- understand a word, but the at the end of it, I was left very, very impressed. And I said, I need to search this. I need so to search this You didn't understand a word chef. of it, but
0: just because he said I had those, I know six ways of emulsification.
1: Something, something about you know there was there was just passion, Nandu. and it was like you know there was there was just something that made me research. And I said, I need to find out more about this chef. And I started Googling and I figured he's a very big chef. And I said, okay, let me write to him. And he's a Michelin star and all that. He's no? a Michelin star chef. Wow. He's got a restaurant in a small town called Wick in Catalan. He's Vic. got another... BIC. Can you even find where Wick is on a map? No, because when I was looking for an Airbnb apartment, there was only one apartment listed, which looked like it was in the middle of nowhere. Wow. <laughs> and it looked like someone's going to come and stab me over there. It looked that scary. But yeah, it's that smaller town and he's of course got a restaurant in Barcelona as well but he lives in Vic and And how far is it from Barcelona? It's about uh, one and a half hours. So, because I keep Barcelona. going to
0: Barcelona because, you know, my younger son, he plays uh, football for FCB. Ah,
1: okay. So, yeah. in fact,
0: he's now going back to Spain. So, they have a lot of matches there. So, so he's got
1: one restaurant in Barcelona. and. we Barcelona Nandu <laughs> next time? Huh? Yeah, please, I'll tell you his yeah. restaurant. It's called La Comité in uh, Barcelona. So so I said, let me write to him. And I think I was very apologetic because I said, okay, he's a very big shot and I'm asking to intern with him. So I said, can I come and intern with you for two, three days? <laughs> you know, two, three days. <laughs> I mean, I just about found courage to ask him for just that much. So, it was quite
0: easy. Find the expert in emulsification <laughs> and, you know, write that can I intern with you by Michelin Star Chef.
1: Yeah, sir, no, I
0: didn't expect any reply. By the way, I thought emulsification also used in paints, right? Thank you very
1: no. much. I have no idea over there. For that, I'll have to do another internship. Paints also have with emulsifier. <laughs> yeah, so... Because that's
0: where I had earned emulsification and distemper.
1: Ah, okay. So, yes, yeah, so I wrote to him. I was not expecting any reply. Uh, I actually didn't get a reply. And for did you say month. who you are or you just wrote? No, I, no, I did. I did. Okay. I gave him my entire background that I come from this thing. I did this. So you are an advertising and professional. And you yoga, did yoga, whatever.
0: meditation, This is, hypnotherapy. is something.
1: I think it's my passion. He said he's a fool. Whatever. And it was like, an, it took a month and a half for him to reply. Obviously, because he didn't understand. They didn't understand a word of English. <laughs> so so after he got it a, translated. After a month and a half, and this was like literally... Two days before I was supposed to pay up for the fees for this thing. (laughs) Otherwise, you had to pay the fee and then you'd sleep over. At 10 in the night with just three words saying that two days, not enough. You need to be here for a long time. And I called at like 10 in the night, 11 in the night. They were not understanding a word of what I was saying. I was not understanding a word of that, what they were saying. I said, okay, but I'm going. It was literally like that with no commitment no understanding no conversation and yeah. you didn't even know the language they just said come like literally the words were come you can come but for long time so I didn't know anything and I just took a chance yeah. wow
0: that's quite a story so... that's quite a story and you
1: started learning Spanish. I started learning a little bit of Spanish. Don't ask me. I don't remember anything. Hola, señorita. Si by, <laughs> by the time I just went there, I figured that all the things that I'd learned is of no use because they don't speak a word of they Spanish. Spanish. They are Oh, yeah. That's
0: like two regions, right? Two Literally.
1: regions. And they're fighting for their own independence. <laughs> um, you know, they're very fiercely... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, there was this
0: whole independent. Yeah, there, the rivalry between FC Barcelona yeah. and Madrid is <laughs> yeah. well known. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so very different culturally. Uh, but yeah, so I landed up there. Uh, so you
0: went to Barcelona, then you drove I, from... No,
1: I went to Barcelona. I didn't know how to get there. I was, this another long story <laughs> of how I got there because I couldn't find a connecting train. I was stuck at the station till like midnight. Night. i didn't and know you didn't have abhijit here sending him. a drone or something <laughs> to pick you up i remember like at the end of first day calling up abhijit and saying i don't think i can do this i want to come back <laughs> and crying because i think i had series of whatever disaster so you go to happened. nandu's
0: restaurant in vic in the middle of nowhere in spain
1: yeah to learn what? So, I firstly, I was not even living in Vic, I was living in the village next door. So, even to find my way there, you know, was. Customer uh, from no. So, because it's a Michelin restaurant, people, uh, people from all over Catalan would drive and come there because food is big over there and dining is. Very big, so people would find time, and they would be there, like I said, you know, over there, people would come and spend five hours six hours just eating a meal Wow, so our lunch would start at two thirty. And would go on till 7.38 and we would be hoping that people would leave so we could just go home and have our dinner, you know. And then the next dinner service would start at 8, 8 8.30 and it would go on till like... I remember in Spain and Barcelona dinner people have at 11 and 12 in the night. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. The dinner service, people would come at 8.30 but those guys would be there till 2 in the night, you know. And then after we would finish this, you know, then he also had a very thriving catering business where he would do events, very big events in Barcelona Stadium. Oh, so at that scale. Yeah. So, you know, we would go for those events and help him out with those. And the day would literally end at five in the morning and then again start at nine in the morning. And how
0: many people were there in the kitchen and what was your Your function? Our kitchen,
1: unlike... Unlike India, you know, you had, you do, you do everything yourself of jhadu, pocha, cleaning, washing, everything, everything is done by you. There are no different departments, there's no hierarchy, there is no such thing, including carrying the dustbin bags, you just do everything yourself. I think it was most humbling experience because coming from India where we are so used to everyone around us You're doing only telling me chop
0: karke de do. huh?
1: <laughs> so so that was like at least in the in the initial days it was like really humbling. And then also like excruciating in like, you know, because the work hours and the hard work that they're capable of, you know, for me, it was very, very new. So I think it was How did you communicate with them? How did they explain you what to do? I think after in the beginning, it was a lot of it was just sign language. (laughs) (laughs) But then I kind of figured out the keywords, uh... Phones were not allowed, but you know, like whenever I had my break time, I would Google translate and write down all well, the you, words. for you,
0: they care, yeah,
1: yes, Write down the words that I needed this thing, you know, so I could kind of communicate with them. So I think after a while, we found a way to use words, you know, to communicate with each other. The head of PR who was there, she spoke good English and she used to be in the restaurant all the time. So she helped. So what was the idea of
0: getting this random lady from India who has no background in
1: any food? I think they were just wonderful set of people, you know, I mean, before actually I wrote to Nandu, I wrote to a lot of people over here as well. In India? Yeah. I didn't get a response from anyone, you know, and he was one of the first to reply. So... I don't know I mean you to know, this me, is it this was is like always I have
0: seen this that you know people who are at the top of their career
1: yeah. are
0: always willing to help others yeah. you know yeah. people who are not there yet are the people who have all the arrogance yeah. so this is like you know yeah.
1: so I mean I think it's just the bigness of the person to say yes to a stranger sitting in India not even really understanding, maybe somebody translated that letter or whatever. And he saw someone who wanted to just come and learn. And getting a Michelin Michelin star is no
0: small deal. I mean, you know, Vikas Khanna, another Michelin star chef, he tells me that it is not about being perfect. It's about being perfect every day, every meal, every dish has to be the same, with the same perfection and Mm. the same craftsmanship.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think, You know, more than I mean, I thought that, you know, I'm going. So firstly, there was a decision between going and learning in a culinary school versus going to Nandu. And that's where Abhijit kind of really pushed me in that direction. Uh, because in my head, I still <laughs> so thought that India I was kind, kind of Nandu <laughs> <laughs> ki Nandu? Is like the,
0: <laughs> biggest
1: Michelin I star should, chef in Spain. <laughs> I should call him Fernando. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Fernando sounds like... Who, Fernando. You know, Anthony, Fernando Hubani. Yeah, for, uh,
0: Fernando Hubani sounds a lot more like, you know, Anthony Burdes Yeah. You know, or that kind of yeah. a name.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So, finally, I think he pushed me in that direction. That and know. for how many days you were in Spain? So, I was there like a little over three months. Three months? Yeah. And working from 9 a.m. to 5 a.m.? In the morning, yes. And 9 a.m. To, to 5 a.m.? 9 a.m. to 5 a.m. And then back at 9 a.m. Even the parties were like that. They work like that. They party like that. So, culturally, So, you had no holiday, like, no
0: weekends, nothing? No,
1: of course, there were weekends. Of course, there were weekends. But the weekends just went and just… Like, at least the first weekend just i just, I was just crashed because I couldn't even cope with and comprehend with what was happening. Language, being in the kitchen, the work hours it was and, just and you something went to that learn I was this
0: art of emulsification. Did you learn <laughs> everything about
1: emulsification? <laughs> more or? than yeah, more than what uh, emulsification, you know so so what
0: is the trick to do the best emulsification? What is the hack?
1: The hack, of course, is, you know, using uh, a high-speed blender or a high-speed emulsifier. But how can you uh, emulsify cold
0: and butter?
1: So, I am not able to make cold bulletproof coffee. Because you are trying, no, you cannot do that. At least what you will need is a melted butter, you know. And then you can emulsify, you can still emulsify. But you need a melted butter.
0: So, I melt the butter.
1: You melt the butter, you're using your coffee, uh, your cold brew, you know, and then you still use a high speed blender. You should be able to emulsify. You'll be able to emulsify.
0: But then in some time it'll, when the butter again becomes solid.
1: So that's why I said you need a melted butter. You'll need a melted butter. So what I do with my bulletproof, because even I like a cold bulletproof, I just make the bulletproof and I leave it in the fridge. <laughs> it's oh, just a shortcut. That and it just a- becomes really, really nice.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. when I cool it, it'll, it'll again go and again like the coffee will separate. No, from So there's the- a
1: temperature at which you just kind of get it out of the fridge because otherwise the butter just comes. Yeah. And like a malai just kind of comes on top of your cup. But I think if you just kind of just cool it. At Sorry, a people, for those who don't understand,
0: this is about our bulletproof coffee, our main drink. <laughs> yeah. So we are so, discussing how it is made. Yeah.
1: So if you just cool it and just get it out at the right temperature, it'll be perfect. Yeah. I'm going to try that. Yeah. I, I yeah. gave up on
0: cold bulletproof coffee because it just could not emulsify. So that's
1: an easier hack
0: to just leave it in the fridge. So three months in Spain with Nandu. Yeah. And then you come back and launch your amazing new restaurant concept.
1: Yeah. How has the journey been? This is this is almost two years now, or three years? No, it will be three years this October. Okay, three years this October officially, and a year of uh, blind trials. Ooh, you know, media dark blind trials. So yeah. So what is
0: the kind of cuisine people? I mean, of course, I have tried all kinds of food, but is there a speciality you focus on?
1: So my focus has always been to take people through a flavor journey. Uh, like, can I take them uh, from a certain flavor, like umami flavor, from there into truffle? What do I graduate into next? What is going to be a jump for them from a palais point of view? What is going to be easy for them? You know, so what I I mean, these are things that I wouldn't mention. But that's In what India I'm India, flavor.
0: have butter chicken, chahiye, phir... <laughs> nan chahiye how do you take people who have come from this taste
1: so when palette i'm doing to, when i'm when i'm doing the menu and <laughs> When I'm doing the menu design, the first thing is to understand what is the comfort zone. for. Because each one of us has a comfort zone depending on the level of experimentation, the level of travel, the level of food that we've tried, right? Uh, of course, there is an Indian comfort zone of a certain level of spice being basic in everything. But having said that, different people have a different level or threshold of that comfort zone. So my starting point is always there is a comfort zone and you know this is what I have to play in but can I push that a little can I get them to try a new dish can I get them to try because if they're here then I can take So I was them a told that you kind
0: of to... study all your guests and do research on them is yeah, that true?
1: Yeah so my, that's, like I, that's what I said that for me the starting point is to understand the comfort zone that this is the level of comfort zone that they are in and like this is how much I can push them So and, how do you find the comfort zone what kind of question would you ask them? The kind of restaurants they like to eat in, you know, uh, kind of, uh, that gives me an idea of the flavors that they like, that gives me an idea of whether if they somebody like says spicy, I only eat. At- Shiv
0: sagar and Pau i get Bhaji. that
1: i get people who will say even vada pao <laughs> it's as simple as that but then you know that's instantly tells you that okay this person likes street food and there's nothing wrong with it but that's the comfort zone right and that's the kind of flavors that that person enjoys mm. and can i therefore take him to the next level so then the idea is a combination
0: course meal right it is not like
1: yeah so the idea is combination of both you know i can't Take them completely out in the cold, right? Yeah. I think it's literally what I like, you know, I like stepping out of the comfort zone. So I think somewhere it's about, can I also take people, you know, outside that comfort zone? So it's about few dishes, you know, which are in the comfort zone, but maybe two of them, maybe one of them in the beginning, depending on the level of experimentation that I think they're open to, taking them outside. You know? and,
0: and there is a flavor which you always love, like citrus is one of your signatures, right?
1: So no, when I have done, I have done like an eight course citrus, because if you bring in too many flavors, new flavors within eight course, it starts clashing in your head. For the brain, it's a, it's a clash. So how do you stay within the zone where at least in your head, you are not like going from very spicy to, you know, something that I don't understand, you know, because ultimately the brain is still comprehending that at the most basic level. You know, the flavors mm. that I so understand. you're using
0: your right. hypnotherapy knowledge to...
1: <laughs> I didn't see it that way, but yeah. That's, but looking at, looking at, you know, how people react to food emotionally. So what is the dish that they're going to be most emotional about? What is the flavor that they're going to be most emotional about? You know, how can I surprise them a little bit? Because, you know,
0: what I... So like I said, I've, I'm a big fan of... Love fools have been there many times. And I think I call it an experience. Mm. And I think the surprise element adds to the experience. Mm. Knowing mm. what you're ordering kind mm. of kills the surprise. So mm. I think the... Mm. So I, was that by design? I mean, how did you... Because normally restaurants have
1: menus. you know? Yeah, yeah. This thing of no menu. No. So the surprise element was also influenced uh, by Mogarit, which is another restaurant in Spain. Where they Spain design. Spain is where all the. Like El Bulli is also yeah, in Spain, it's right? It's the culinary. It's the gastronomy capital, actually. of the All the leading restaurants are there. I was Scandinavia. Told even
0: even the Denmark, right? Denmark.
1: The, Copenhagen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nobu. Yeah. No,
0: no. No, Noma. Noma, Noma. Noma, sorry, Noma, Noma, I'm saying. Noma.
1: Yeah. So, so these are the leading culinary uh, destinations. So I've heard a lot
0: about. To Gagan's in Thailand. I actually yes. want to make a trip there.
1: Yes, so am I. So, whenever you're going, take me along. Yeah. Me. <laughs> trying to I'm get trying an appointment get a... <laughs> is the
0: problem. That's it. I'm ready to go. We are just hoping Chef Gagan is listening to us. I am
1: tagging in... along with you. <laughs> Abhijit will not eat the Yeah,
0: seven he will courses, say keto, ye, I'll, keto. I'll happily Please, eat. He's <laughs> very high maintenance. So, I now tell him I'm having a party. Please bring your food with you. <laughs> yeah,
1: he told me. <laughs> the last Yeah. So for me, Mogarits has been a huge inspiration on how they design the menu. And of course, you know, that's not exactly the way, but you know, what they do is when they're planning a new dish, they start with looking at what is the emotion we want to evoke through that dish. So Ooh. it's not about the ingredients. It's not about the dish. It's not about the flavors. It's about, we want people to get angry. So it's do you actually have that.
0: like, <laughs> Did, I, I heard about a restaurant <laughs> which can make you cry. Is this the one? So <laughs>
1: does that. So they actually do like huge research on six different emotions they want to evoke through six different dishes. And then they, then they work backward as to what is the ingredient, wow. what so is so the flavor. how can eating a food make you angry? What is that? It's because just, food has those reactions, or is it just right? Bad if you're food? eating something really, really spicy or you know something that is a flavor that you you know which is going to clash with your idea of a comfort zone you're going to feel that so they're different and it's not just the taste right it's the smell it's the you know because it's a sense you know it's a full sensory experience so how do you create that so they work a lot then they work backward so I think it's a combination of little bit of trying to understand you know because ultimately a reaction to food will always be emotional you know, you want that comfort zone. You want that. But why not just flavor. make a menu
0: and give it to poor people here yeah, who want to come, <laughs> huh?
1: I think it is. Uh, then. For me, the sense of adventure is so. Every not day you
0: make a new, like you hardly repeat or you do repeat.
1: So every week we try out two or three new dishes, uh, experimental. Actually, we try out four, five new dishes, of which one or two get shortlisted. Sometimes one gets shortlisted. That goes into the menu. And who of is the, the person
0: who decides which dish will get shortlisted?
1: So we try a whole lot of dishes. I have a, so I have a full team now. I have a chef working with me who looks into innovation. No. Uh, I have So how big is your team now? So I have like five chefs. Wow. Totally. Yeah, including the one who looks into an innovation. There's a there's a head chef who's looking and leading the whole team. So so there's like a pretty big team now. So is place. there a plan
0: to scale this or you will want to keep it small and exclusive?
1: I think I want the experience always to remain intimate. Uh, And how do I, the the challenge is really going to be how do I scale it up but not take away the feeling of it being intimate, being personalized, being curated for me. How do I retain all these things which are very, very inherent to love fools?
0: And I think that's going to be a challenge to to do, right? It's not as easy to Mm -hmm. set up five love fools and have you know, all the same experience, I yeah. think the yeah.
1: that's,
0: that's going to be a tough challenge. But yeah. you know, knowing you, you would find some, some guru somewhere, <laughs> some <laughs> I, German or some French. Somewhere I haven't pool.
1: figured that out yet. But it's okay. One day at a time. So
0: Love fools has got rave reviews and all of that, right? But what has been
1: the most satisfying part for
0: you in this journey of love fools?
1: The number one part has been, you know, um, people I meet on an everyday basis, you know. I think uh, just... I mean, it's like, you know, I may have fever, I may have headache, I may have whatever. But when I am in that zone, when my dinner starts, I can just forget about everything. and It's I like a performance. I
0: can see you like, it's like a opera and you are like the conductor. <laughs> and
1: like, you know, then when I go home, I realize, okay, I'm tired and I need to crash, you know. So that it's it's been a high on an everyday basis. I love working with my team. I absolutely love because you know the kitchen language is a very different language you know you're just so, like, you know, I'm like we bothered this, about chopping all your these, onions
0: uh, and, uh, Gordon Ramsay shows he's screaming and shouting at everybody is that the, is that like a kitchen language or the,
1: no you know what I mean by kitchen language is in that like when the chefs come together you know it's like you're just because your your job is so physical you know you're so happy chopping that onion you're so happy chopping you know whatever happy you're chopping doing. an onion that's
0: <laughs> a new Word I have learned. Yeah. So, Normally people cry when they are chopping an <laughs> onion.
1: So, so I think you know, it's it's just been the most. I mean, at least for me right now, it's the most non-political space that is there. You Non-political. Know. Yeah. Well, because because There is so I, much I, <laughs> politics in food.
0: Everybody's telling you, you can't eat this and you can't. I guess
1: when you're with a bunch of chefs who are just kind of interested in ensuring that your meal is getting ready, there's no time for anything and, else. And are you able to get the respect of why aren't other people saying, oh, she's not even
0: trained, right? You know, going to some Nandu for three months can't qualify you as a chef. Have you got any of that?
1: Luckily, no. I mean, I think I would call that a blessing because from day one... It's just been word of mouth and people going with a lot of positivity and. No, I have recommended it to so many people, have, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I've and only- everybody
0: on the show, I know it's difficult. You can't do it. It's impossible to get in, but you know what, write a message to me, tweet me on Vishal Gondal on Twitter, and you never know, we can swing you some seats using an influential person we have called Abhijit.
1: Yes, Vishal, with just your influence, we'll get people on board. So yeah, it's just been, actually, it's just been people like you, you know, it's just been people who've really come to me four times, five times. There have been guests who've come seventeen, eighteen times. Eighteen times, literally, yeah, yeah. So, and they've been literally like angels who've just supported me in every possible way. So,
0: oh, I think it is the passion, right? I mean, you know, you pursued this to yeah. wherever. I mean, Vic. uh, and came back and you know this is the concept so it is not the story behind this it is not just as they say right that it takes 20 years of hard work to be an overnight success so for love fools actually it was getting made this idea was manifesting in you right from your MBA to your advertising to hypnotherapy all of this was just preparing you to Start Love Fools. Yeah, or you never know, maybe in three months you will say, you know what?
1: Yeah, Love Fools. Knowing my reputation. Yeah. Maybe I mean. you say yeah, Love Fools.
0: Abhi Abhi main ja rahi I'm Aur going to khuj take khuj up computer yu. gaming or I'll start another version of Goki.
1: No, I feel this is it. Uh, that too, you felt every so, time you
0: did do something.
1: No, I didn't no I didn't like there was a point where very okay. early so this, in the you're going on space. record and
0: saying this is it this I is can it? tell Abhijit that Abhijit this is, Iske baad koi cheez this is
1: it this is it for hmm. me this is it you know and I knew that actually I questioned myself when I came back from Nandu because if you're working like hey, don't that. Don't yeah. Let's call him <laughs> okay, Fernando Hubani.
0: Fernando Hubani. <laughs> Sounds Fernando like you a high class.
1: So, you know, I think for me, it was like really questioning myself. Because, you know, if I could enjoy every single day, even if I was working like a mad woman from nine in the morning to five, like literally next morning. And I still enjoyed every single day of my life over there. Then I came back and I said, this is it. So for me, that this is it moment happened when I came back from. But I have to
0: tell you, Sarita, your life needs to be a textbook because people need to learn this. Like I said, you know, we are all trying to go for perfection and doing the one thing and long term choices. And here you are, you know, you kept on doing new things all the time. Till you now finally say that, okay, I have got to something, even though I think maybe something could change, but that's okay. But at least you have come to something so amazing and you have excelled at it, right? I mean, yeah. this has now become yeah. An but I think the best so.
1: advice I got back then is say yes to everything that's going to come your way. Till you know that this is it. So, you know, now (laughs) my advice
0: to people is say no to everything (laughs) and go to minimalism. But yeah, there was a time I also said yes to everything. So now, by the way, my default answer to anything is no, Mm. because there is too much on my plate. But of Mm. course, you know, that's at Mm. a different stage of life. But I think Mm. when you are young, Mm. when you have nothing to lose, Mm. say yes to everything. I think that's a great lesson. And I think everybody should think about that. So Mm. tell me, are there any books or are there any movies or musicians who inspired you throughout your life? What has been your inspiration?
1: So, uh, you know, I mean, if when it comes to food journey, I would say, you know, and I haven't talked about that in like major detail, but Everything that I learned with Nandu, you know, I mean, Fernando. I have Fernando. 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 <laughs> uh, for me, it was I've not seen anyone who's more passionate about we what he's doing. We need to go and meet doing.
0: this Fernando uh, next time I'm in Spain. I
1: have never seen. It's like you know, you should, I, I thought you I call went him
0: to India.
1: <laughs> I went to learn techniques, but I think it's like I just learned. Everything, you know, about food, about the need for perfection, like you just mentioned earlier, need for perfection every single day. You know how do you reach there? And you know it's like you think you hear about these kind of people, but for me at least, it was the first time that I came across someone where you saw that in another individual—the need to get it right every single day. You know, if one leaf was facing north instead of south, you know, the, all hell will break loose. It was literally that. Yeah, they will throw the, the plate. The, nothing. So it needed to goes be that back perfect. I've seen it on TV know? shows. I yeah. know,
0: maybe that's what happened. Yeah, the
1: the need for passion, the need for innovation, the need for constantly, you know, you know, reinventing yourself, all of that, all of that. And then, you know, also just being very content with your life, you know, just being good people, good human beings, you know, mm-hmm. I had chefs in my kitchen who came from villages, which See, were as small as... But, small but that as happened
0: two, three years, four years back. I'm yeah. saying
1: that before that, what really inspired I you? think at different point of time, it was different things. You so know? any particular books so, come in your mind and uh, there was like I said at one point Osho was a huge inspiration <laughs> till such like before Wild Wild Country no but happened, I mean even after know? Wild Wild Country Osho
0: is a great guy I mean if you look at his teachings I mean yeah. remove some of the negative aspects yeah, but yeah, yeah. what he says makes complete sense yeah
1: so I think that was a huge uh, this thing and yoga has been another very very big uh, oh, influence so in my life yoga. yeah uh, so I have been an Iyengar student for many years, like I said, since the time I got, uh, you know, kind of decided to treat myself with yoga. So I got into yoga back then. And you also do meditation? uh, uh, I do meditation, but yoga essentially is very, very key. to How much
0: time? How much uh, yoga do you do every day?
1: I do about uh, two hours every two single hours of day. yoga every day? Yeah, I go four days a week for my class at 5.30 in the morning. Wow. Uh, at least I try to attend. <laughs> Though This morning I got jabbed by my teacher for bunking on Monday. But yeah, I try Where's to attend. Where is this yoga teacher of yours? So I am part of the Iyengar BKS Iyengar uh, School of Yoga. And it's been a huge, huge influence on my life. Wow.
0: Know, the, Two hours uh, every, of yoga every day is a lot. Yeah.
1: And I go for every single camp that happens. So you're I try are like super to go. flexible.
0: You can like do all those flying yogas.
1: <laughs> I, I know I'm more flexible than Abhijit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he will not agree to this.
1: So that I know. I don't know about super flexible, but yes, it kind of just fixes me every morning.
0: So. Wow. So yoga is your... It Secret. is It is my
1: one thing that I kept coming. Just like food is one thing that I kept are coming you into back movies to again at all, and again. Or music? Uh, yes, I am. But again, that all of that is usually influenced by Abhishek. Oh, yeah. okay.
0: Yeah, so, he now posts these crazy bulletproof or whatever music he calls <laughs> every day, right? Yeah,
1: and now we are just into Netflix and whatever little that I get to watch. At the end of the day, at least on a Monday, we end up watching that. And you also
0: keep eating those chocolates now?
1: I do, but not like him. He's 100%. He's 80%. He's like <laughs> single origin. And what percentage uh, of chocolate is good for you? I'm good. I'm good up to 80%. Okay.
0: Yeah, even 80%. I'm good at 80%, but you it's not go. chocolate. You're just just yesterday cocoa he
1: made powder. me try 100% and he saw my reaction and he said, no, 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 <laughs> give it back to me. <laughs> not Amazing. good enough. Are there any
0: uh, life hacks you use, something which has kind of suddenly improved your productivity or got you to get something done which you never thought of? Any kitchen hack you learned in Spain which you think could be interesting?
1: I think from a life hack point of view, uh, like I said, you know, it's my yoga that comes to my rescue. And you're a life everything. coach. I mean, you have
0: so many coaches who have been like guiding you, right? Yeah. that's, that's a, so,
1: so that that's one thing. And also, you know, all the things that I learned because, you know, alternate healing, whatever that I've learned, you know, that kind of comes to use in a big way for me in the kitchen. And uh, from a kitchen hack point of view, I think the best thing is to do is just experiment. There, is, there are no shortcuts. You have to go through those 10 experiments, come what may. Because only then you will discover what is the best. So I think the rig- rigor part of it, if there's one learning that I came back with, is rigor. So it's let's crazy say the, amount of rigor.
0: the world is ending. Today is the last day. And you have been decided that you are going to serve food to everybody. (laughs) Last day of the world, what will the menu be? I know you don't; it's a secret menu. But let's say you are going to tell us what will be. If it's
1: last day of the world, I will make the most indulgent food ever, (laughs) so that everybody goes away very, very happy. There will be a lot of chocolate, indulgent chocolate. All the favorite food of the people, like I said, de- depends no, on... No, you sense.
0: have to decide the menu. People, if the menu is not, you have
1: to say that. What are the four? So or, it will have a lot of chocolate, you know. It will have a lot of uh, spice, for sure. No, no specific dish you have in mind? No specific... No, I don't have a specific dish oh, in so mind. so you'll only say flavors or tastes. Yeah, I'll talk of flavors and tastes. So, because chocolate that's and spice. Chocolate and spice.
0: For sure. So if it's the last day on the world.
1: If it's my last day of the world, I'll want green chilies. <laughs> <laughs> green chilies. Wow. That's I, I want it like in every meal. So if it's my last year of the world, it I'll definitely want that. Well,
0: know? on that note, I must say it was an absolutely special Special conversation with you. I think I enjoyed every moment of this. There is so much to learn so much to experiment. But I think most importantly, the love fools part is be foolish. You know, that's what Steve Jobs also kept saying that be foolish. And I think you have taken that foolishness to love. And combine that on your next journey. So once again, a pleasure having you on the show, Sarita. And we are going to come back to my next meal on Love Fools very soon. Thank
1: you so much. And we look forward to having you and everyone along with you on the, at Love Fools very, very soon. And thank you, Vishal. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Filter coffee is a fascinating beverage. You need to pick the right beans, blend them in the right proportion, roast them to perfection, and slow brew at the right temperature to get the perfect cup. Which is exactly like great conversations as well. You need to track down the most interesting minds, get them into their zone, and settle down for an unhurried, unscripted chat. And coffee for me is always, always, always best enjoyed with friends. I'm Karthik Nagarajan, and do share my table as I meet some of the most interesting people I know and sit them down for a strong cup of coffee and an even stronger conversation. Join me every Wednesday for a freshly brewed episode. This is not frappe. This is the Filter Coffee Podcast.
2: Every week comes a show... Together to tell you about stuff they like a movie, a TV show, a book, and other stuff. Tune in every Monday on the IVM podcast app to IVM Likes. Batman approves this message. Thank you, Batman.